This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special holiday edition of All the Social Ladies. It's me, Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and I hope you are enjoying your time with your family and really looking forward to an incredible new year. Because we're talking about the new year, I thought I'd let you in on uh, some social media trends that I'm seeing in the marketplace, and I thought I'd spend a little bit of time just giving you a sneak peek at what I see happening for 2016. There are really three trends that I see taking place. The first is the continuance of an emergence of in-the-moment media. So what do I mean by in-the-moment media? Well, if you think about something like Instagram, it's very manufactured, right? You're taking a picture, you're adding a filter, you're making it look beautiful. A Facebook status, you could kind of labor over for a long period of time and think about how others would perceive it. In-the-moment media is the type of media that you see that you really don't have time to kind of pre-prepare. So you're looking at things like Snapchat, where the photo needs to be taken in the moment, the video in the moment. There's no editing. There's no preparing a preconceived screenshot. That's just not happening in Snapchat. The same thing goes for live streaming apps. They're in the moment. There's no opportunity to edit. It's free flow. That type of trend is leading towards a new type of authenticity. People do not want to see as much manufactured beauty. They want to see the real you. The second trend that I think is really interesting is messaging apps. I think that we look at social networks as these giant behemoths of how we all connect with one another. But I think what you're seeing is a bigger shift towards messaging apps. When you're looking at even iMessage, WhatsApp, all of these different pieces. And that comes from a desire to communicate more privately, whether individual to individual or in group text. You're no longer wanting the world to see everything that you write. The third trend that I think is a very interesting piece is about social networks keeping you on their network as long as possible. Perhaps because of this large push around messaging apps, Social networks themselves are going to find ways to keep you on the apps as long as possible. And their ad units are actually even going to change so that now you're going to be looking at information within the social network itself. They want to keep you on there as long as possible. So like when you see a New York Times article on a Facebook page and you click on it, it's going to stay within Facebook to read that. And they're going to make it very, very easy to do. The only time that they're going to drive you off of their social network is when you are actually ready to buy something. And they are going to make that much easier as well. You're going to see buy now buttons. You've already seen it on the Instagram and Facebook carousel ads. You're going to see that time and time again, and you're going to see a greater connection between purchasing power and social networks. 
I hope those three tips were something and trends were something that you could really use for the new year. I'm wishing you the happiest of holidays. And here is a quick interview with Amy Marietta, who is a real young go-getter and who really shows how you can take control of your career simply by, and I'm going to give you a hint, I'm not going to tell you what it means, acting like a duck. Take a listen. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you so much. We're so happy to have you. And tell me a little bit about the story of your career. So I moved from California to New York when I was 18. And I went to school there. I started interning at a PR company. I started my blog when I was interning because I was learning more about it and how to set it up and how everything worked. And then after that internship, I started working at a startup and I uh, was social media manager there. Okay. And then after that, I became uh, Di Sorono, the liquor company from Italy. They reached out, and so then I became, I I wasn't even legal to drink at the time, but I um, became social media manager for the New York region. Okay. Uh, while in school. And then after that, I went to an agency. And then after that, I worked for a skincare company as social media, head of social media. And also I helped with PR events. And the reason I got that job was through my blog because I hosted an event for them at Wallplay in okay. Lower East Side. And then we became best friends. I worked there. And now the current company I'm at, they hired me and our CMO, Jeff, and um, me, him, and his fiance Allie, were all best friends, so we made the move down here. And then our other friend, Dave, came. So it was kind of like they took four New Yorkers and brought them to work here. So you and all your friends went down to Miami to work? Yes. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow. And so what's the company you're at now? So now I'm at DS Labs, DS Labs Global. It's a beauty company. So it's um, like shampoos, conditioners, all high performance things, uh, products. And so at first I'm I'm doing, um, I'm like managing global social media and then helping with some marketing. I was doing more marketing in the beginning, but it was way too stressful to do both. (laughs) Because we have multiple brands and we're also acquiring another company with 34 brands. So it sounds like from your story, um, you had started working in the space and you talked about the starting of a blog before you were even out of school. Um, Talk to me a little bit about that. How did you uh, how did you kind of maneuver that while in school? How did you know to start a blog and go through that whole all of that? And tell me a little bit about that experience. Um, I wanted to start a blog, honestly, because, so I modeled in LA for a little bit and I hated the idea of castings. I just never wanted to wait in a line and have someone judge me just by my appearance. So I wanted to start writing and share outfits that I liked. And then it turned into more lifestyle. Like I, I would start talking about restaurants and travel and then the fashion week craziness And I just saw how it wasn't really that hard working on the other side of it. Like at that time, it was the perfect time to get into it and start it. And you just really have to not care. Because, of course, people are going to be like, who is this girl? 
why is she, why does she think she's like special whatever like but you just can't care you just have to do it and do what you like and, and so now I finally got into a place where it's like I have so much under my belt that like no one can really ask questions you know what I mean that's so interesting because it, what it sounds like is you hated casting because you're basically subjecting yourself to other people's control, right? You're standing yeah. in front of them like, here you go. So you took control. You took control yeah. with the blog and then you took control of your career at a very young age. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. I I really like being, I'm super, super independent. And yeah. that's something my parents always taught me to be is just like, I never wanted my situation or like anything I wanted something that no one could take away so if you build yourself to a point then no one can take that away you know amazing and so in your quest to be independent you started a blog you started working within college and what was the tell me what the blog was about what was the name and is it still active today at the beginning it was very different I was trying to be really Italian and I hadn't taken a because I am Italian Maltese but the name before was Viviere Bella but then I changed it to my name amymarietta.com and I just did a rebranding I hired this it's this amazing agency to create my logo and media kit and all that stuff um and so now it's just my name and I work with way more types of companies rather than just fashion um and I'm like becoming more selective because it's so hard with a full-time job to maintain the blog which is really actually like a full-time job that's so funny because I was just going to ask you how do you prioritize how do you do that if you have a full-time blog that needs I would imagine quite a bit of content and then you have a full-time job which I would imagine needs quite a bit of your time and attention (laughs) how are you managing it Honestly, I pretty much work like every single day. Um, It's all about just being really disciplined. And sometimes I do get behind, like during the holidays and this whole Black Friday, Cyber Monday craziness, it was a bit much. I think the best is to just stay balanced. Like no matter what, you have to take at least an hour out of the day to either like go for a run or sauna or swim or just something that isn't staring at a computer because like a lot of the work I do is staring at a computer, you know, and you just don't want to go crazy. You have to do something else. So talk to me a little bit about uh, the company where you are now, DS Labs, and tell me a little bit about what specifically you do there and how you guys were able to go all together as a team, which is really amazing um, to help contribute to their social growth there. So they had no marketing before we came and they had their social media was being run by it was just really it was all really really bad (laughs) and the branding we're still we're going through rebranding now but um we I got hired through my friend Dave to help with their brand ambassador program And then after that, I was like, I don't want to keep working on this project unless they they like need way more help. This ambassador program is going to do nothing unless they have someone like Jeff and Allie to really, really help them and turn it around. So they hired Jeff. Jeff hired me to be instead of just brand ambassador management, um, social media and marketing. 
And then Dave came down a couple months later. And so right now we're going through the process of rebranding to go into bigger stores like Costco and possibly some other, another one that I can't say yet, but it's also big. Yeah. And then, um, we, so I helped build up the Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, uh, Google plus LinkedIn, um, all those platforms, but we have, it's for two different brands. There's one, it's only it's continuum. So it's just a hair product. And then there's, the other DS labs, which is all the products. So I basically started from scratch and help. I started with mood boards, building out aesthetic. Uh, I seed out like hundreds of packages to influential people. So they are posting cause before, and I like created a hashtag. I created the, like, um, everything to be the same and uniform across all platforms. Because DS Laboratory, it was like DS Laboratories, DS Labs, blah, blah, blah. They were just really confused. Yep. Um, so now we are getting to a point to where it's all pretty much the same across the board. Okay. And we also got a new woman CEO, which I'm very excited about because it was all men. So I felt Amazing. like I was in a boys club and I'm also super young. So that was really, really tough. Like really, really, really tough. Talk to me a little uh, bit about that. How did you, <laughs> how did you manage and what did you, what, what techniques would you use? Because there are, I think a lot of young women in that situation. Was there yeah. anything that you learned from that experience? So much. I mean, I've never talked about it like, but I think a lot of women need to learn about it. Um, you just have to stay so strong and calm and you can't take anything personally. Like, the biggest phrase my dad always says is like, let it roll off you like a, like, like be a duck, like just let it roll off your back. You know, like people are going to say stupid shit, but sorry if I'm not allowed to curse. No, you can. You're welcome to. Go for it. (laughs) They'll say stupid shit and they'll be really offensive. And honestly, I think a lot of people are threatened by young people. And especially if they have their shit together, they're very, threatened because they might not know how to use the internet or they might not do things as efficiently or they might be like why is this person making this amount of money or just like it's I think it's a threat thing so you just can't let their insecurities be your problem right you have to be a duck that was pretty amazing I actually I love that I love it just (laughs) let it slide right off for you yeah. It's hard. It's tough to build a, a thick skin, though, especially at at a young age. I bet you that that probably you got a head start on that because mo- the career of modeling is like nuts. You probably yeah. you probably had to develop a thick skin. I think my high school helped because my high school was so high pressure and everything like everyone was so on top of their you know lives. So I I I, ha- I owe a lot to my high school being so hard on me. I think. Wow! Did you go to a specialized high school? Um, I went to, it was so judgy, but like a great school. It was called um, Oaks Christian in Westlake, California. So it's like, yeah, very small. So small and focused and tough. And so you had to like develop that. Like skirt a certain length, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to learn. That's amazing. So tell me a little bit um, 
with your current job now, you're competing in the beauty industry, uh, mm-hmm. which is highly, highly competitive on social in terms of uh, people doing great things, right? So we, yeah. you know, the beauty industry was one of the first beauty and fashion on, on Instagram and, and very early adopters of a lot of the places. How do you stay um, really relevant and what are you doing to kind of give DS Laboratories a, um, a, a kind of stronghold spot in the market? I would say using my contacts really helps and trying to, we're constantly trying to make everything about it better. So whether it's the language and explaining it to people better or displaying it in a better way, um, having great customer service. Jeff is really about customer service. Um, And we started doing like handwritten notes and people start like, really appreciating those and writing emails, you know, and it's really awesome because we have some products that are for hair loss, but we don't market it that way. It's more like it'll help you have thicker, better hair. Yep. Um, so we so get it's a lot of stories. the positive around that. Yeah. Yeah. And people will be like, thank you so much. Like I went, my son went through chemo and now he has his hair back. And it's just like those types of things really make me proud to work at a company with such innovative products. Yes. And when you're, when you're looking at marketing by product versus marketing by the parent company, uh, do you make a decision on what products you want to market? Or do you think every product that you'll have under there, you will create a separate presence for? Um, I definitely pick certain ones I want to market because I don't really love all of our products. I think different products are for different people and obviously all the different segments. So are you then choosing products that you feel um, have the best stories behind them in terms of how they most affect customers in terms of what you promote on social? I'm choosing ones that I think the branding is great and that that have ingredients that I really believe in because I study a lot about like you know like I'm not gonna give anyone a shampoo that has sulfates and none of ours do but like those are just some things that I would never send out to influencers right and would never really you know like I don't want to promote something that people are going to be like well why does it have this because I think of these things right Absolutely. So it has to be something you can stand by. And tell me a little bit about influencer marketing. Are you reaching out to contacts that you have or how are you going about approaching influencers? Yeah. So my first batch, I sent out like 200 packages and those were all people that I was friends with and had relationships with before. And then after that, I started reaching out to people through Instagram and it's like a black hole, you know, it's like you go down and you find one person and then you find another one. And then I just DM them, do it really quick. And now I'm starting, we're getting some people to help out with that because it's just so important to get this product that no one, it's a huge company, but young people my age and younger than me and older than me, they haven't heard about it because it's, there was literally like zero on social. And if you're not on social, you're kind of, you're like almost irrelevant because so many people, that's how they find out about everything these days, you know? Well, it sounds like you're doing some really great things there. It's exciting, Amy. Thank you. I'm really Um, excited. Do you have any advice for people, you know, you're very young and have achieved some great success in your career. Do you have any advice for other young aspiring Amy's in the world? Um, I would say 
just don't give up and don't let other people's negativity bring you down. And I think you should live every day very positive. Like I'm always very high energy. And of course, sometimes I get super stressed, but you just have to remember the stress is temporary. And overall, like we should just be very enthusiastic about what we do and passionate. And I think if you're enthusiastic and passionate that you will succeed. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Amy. Thank you. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.